0: This just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sam Productions production. Welcome to the Autism Warriors podcast, episode 26, Caregiver Burnout. Um, Visit us on the web at autismwarriors.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash autismwarriors. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. We're here live every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also catch us on our voicemail at 813-915-6390 or Twitter at sayitprods. Um, We respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, or medications. My name's Erica Theplord. I'm mother to two children on the autism spectrum, Cassidy 10 and Garrett 8. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, Pam.
1: Pam, how are you? I'm sick. (laughs) Everybody in our house is sick. That's so sad. So tonight, I'm playing the part of caregiver burnout. (laughs) That's my role for tonight. I'll be the the token burned out caregiver. But uh, I am mom to Joey. My Joey's 14 years old, and he too is on the autism spectrum.
0: Well, we had a comment from Tom Hassel, who's a listener and a previous guest and person living with autism. He said, on Autism Aware Month, friends make a difference and create awareness. My friends have stuck with me in the darkest days and also my good days. I also wanted to say that we posted a question on Facebook, but did not get any answers except for this one. I don't think there is much you can do to prevent caregiver burnout, or maybe I do need respite. So we will ask the same question to our listeners. What do you to to diffuse and make it through each and every day without losing your mind? Do you participate in respite services? Do you meditate? Do you take time for yourself that will prevent you from getting caregiver burnout? Do you have someone to help you? The list could go on. What do you do to alleviate all of the stress that comes from raising a child with a pervasive developmental disorder or autism spectrum disorder? We know what we do, but we want to know what you, our fans and listeners, do. We can learn from you guys. Please contact us through our website or call us. Now, on to resources. Um, I found one. It's called the National Respite Network. And you can go on there and... You know, they not only have respite for people with autism, but they also have respite for, you know, some, you know, the elderly or whatever. But you go on there and they have all different programs on there. So it's a pretty good resource from what I understand. Anyway, I also found one. um, It's a a relatively bare bones site. Um, It's therapy respite camps for kids. And information about summer camps that focus on therapy for kids with special needs and or respite for the kids and their families. Um, He's this person broke it down into national categories and regional categories in the United States. Um, He also has Canada, Central America and Greece for anybody that is, you know, listening. That's um, I know we have some listeners that listen from Canada. So, um, Definitely a good resource to check out, and I saw that they had a couple in my state of Connecticut, which is good, and they have some in Pennsylvania too, Pam, so some that you might even know about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah definitely a good resource if you're looking for a for some respite services or you're looking for um, a summer program for your child with autism.
1: Well, I know locally our um, UCP, United Cerebral Palsy, mm-hmm. offers some respite for families with children with autism in our local area here.
0: That's and, awesome.
1: Yeah, you can get it through a, a grant, a mini grant that our Department of Autism Services that the state agency offers, you know.
0: Yeah, I know that there's one agency, nonprofit agency in my my city that she offers respite services, um, but I wasn't able to get them because, you know, they're not covered by insurance. Uh and I would have had to pay out of pocket, and I just don't have that kind of money. And at the time when I was looking for them, um, Garrett had been deemed by the uh, Social Security Administration as disabled. But we weren't getting that much money um, for him every month. It was like $200 a month, and that wouldn't have paid for the respite services. So we just used that for um, you know, stuff that he needed or whatever. But they do have one in my town. I know that much.
1: Well, my resources and i have to I have to admit, and I hope by clicking on this, I don't get lost. Um, many when you when you do a search about caregiver burnout the the majority of the the hits that come back over the internet are in relation to like Erica said before, caring for the elderly, caring for folks with dementia, caring for people with Alzheimer's, that type of thing so but nonetheless, it's still It still refers to the same kind of scenario, the same signs and symptoms that that we we experience caring for kids with autism. And this resource um, is at Family Caregiving 101 is the name of the website, and it's called Signs of Caregiver Stress. And it gives a description of indicators of stress, but they also offered an online screening tool for depression. Now, depending on how you feel about online screening tools, but nonetheless... Uh, it's worth a shot to, to do a quickie screening and see if, if you don't feel like maybe you're headed in that direction because you're just too too stressed out from, from caring for someone. Uh, the other resource I found, Respite Care and Autism, and it's an article written by a lady uh, who we're friends with on Facebook that writes... Um, Almost exclusively about autism for um, About.com, and this is an article that offers great advice and resources on nationwide respite providers for autism. Um, I just I really like the way she handled the the subject in this article, so I have to give her give her kudos. But of course, Erica, we would be remiss, as they say. If we didn't mention Tanya Fry's organization. Oh, absolutely. Desperate for Respite. Yeah, that's just such a great model. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's run by a church. It's um, done with the, the help of a church.
0: Yes, it's done with the help of a church.
1: By but she done- also
0: is, she's in, if you look up Desperate for Respite, she's on Facebook. Definitely. And
1: it's out of Texas. But the catch is most of those folks, I think all of them are volunteers. Mm -hmm. They just volunteer their time for you to sign up for respite services. And you can bring your your child and go out for the evening or go out for pizza or go shopping or whatever. And they're just glad to do it. They have activities for the kids and, you know, the church donates a space. And um, it's just a great idea that they have all banded together to help. To help other folks. It just yeah, really is.
0: It really is. Definitely. Definitely. And I actually, um, in my master's level work uh, in college, in, in, you know, I'm going to college or whatever. And uh, I had to create a mock agency. Um, and I decided to create an agency that was somewhat like it's a nonprofit agency. And it handles respite care is one of the services and I'm actually thinking of, okay, it's a, it may be a mock agency, but I'm, I'm hoping that it comes to fruition, you know, because we need more respite care services in the state of Connecticut. Um, so hopefully, uh, I'd like to kind of model what Tanya Fry is doing with her desperate for respite. And I can't believe I can actually say it when last year when we interviewed her, I couldn't even say it. <laughs> But anyway, autism and caregiver burnout. Um, we list, you have a list of ta- 10 warning signs of caregiver stress. And I guess I'll just go through them if that's okay with you,
1: Pam. Yeah, please do. They were pretty, pretty standard. Um, yeah, pretty standard signs that appeared on more than one site. So I'm yeah. taking them to be kind of textbook examples.
0: Yeah. So the first warning sign is denial. About the situation and its effect on the care recipient. In other words, I know Joey's going to get better or I know Garrett's going to get better or I know Cassidy's going to get better. You're in denial. (laughs) Anger at the care recipient or at others that no effective treatments or cures exists and that people don't understand what's going on. If he asks me that one more time, I'll scream. Social withdrawal from friends and activities that once brought pleasure. I don't care about getting together with the neighbors anymore. Anxiety about facing another day and what the future holds. What happens when he needs more care than I can provide? Depression begins to break the spirit and affects the ability to cope. I don't care about anything anymore. Exhaustion makes it nearly impossible to complete necessary daily tasks. I'm too tired for this. Sleep, sleeplessness caused by a never-ending list of concerns. What if she wanders out of the house or falls and hurts herself? Irritability leads to moodiness and triggers negative responses and reactions. Leave me alone. Lack of concentration. Inability to focus on routine tasks. Health problems. Take their toll, both mental and physical health problems arise.
1: Okay, so before you get to the next heading, let's go down the list and real briefly each of us state one quickie that relates to each of those signs that we see in ourselves. Well, denial, I know. I'm, do, I denial. Denial. I mean. You th- yeah, you think you're den- in denial? I don't think I'm in. Denial any longer, but I will say it's, it's very hard because you always hope there, you always hope because if you don't have, if you don't have hope, it doesn't give you much to want to go on. Okay. So I don't know if there's a difference between denial and hope you, you might. And of course this line refers to someone that's caring for an elderly parent, but you know, to say, I, I hope my child is going to get better um, maybe that's a bad, you know, like things he is better to, able to handle the things that bother him, you know. But um, that's a tough one. I gotta say that's a
0: toughie. It is. It's very tough. I know I have a lot of anger. Oh, <laughs> and and a lot of depress. And I have depression. And I also have anxiety. I'm prone to that already. However, with caring for two children on the spectrum.
1: It, it's heightened a little bit. I, I worry about the future. I mean, again, like it says, what happens if he needs more care than I can provide? Or if things don't get better, as we said in the, the previous line, what if yeah. they get worse? You know, it, it's a little different than the average parent saying, well, what if he doesn't get into Penn State? you know. (laughs)
0: Uh, Exactly. Or what if they don't, oh, I want them to go to an Ivy League school. Hey, we're just hoping that they graduate high school and are able to function as an adult and able to take care of themselves.
1: Look at the potty training. I mean, we've talked about the potty training issue. Mm -hmm. And I, I said when I was going through that, I compared myself to, who was I comparing myself to? The no more wire hangers lady. Mommy dearest. Yeah, there you go. I had I mean, I was on the ragged edge about the potty training. I saw it in myself. I recognized it. But I was so afraid that he was never going to get the hang of it that it it just, it was burning me inside. It was, it was eating me up, you know, and I know you're worried about it now too. Mm-hmm. And there's, you try to put it away and you think, okay, but every time it happens, it's in your face again. and. And, you know, it just seems like you're never going to get there. So, yes, I vote for anxiety. Um, Exhaustion.
0: Oh, you're definitely exhausted. I'm exhausted
1: today. And I'll tell you, something weird happened the other day. I was looking for – I bought an extra box of tissues at the supermarket. And I thought I knew where I put them on the Lazy Susan, even though my sister-in-law says, what the hell, you don't put tissues on your Lazy Susan. But that's where I put them. And – so I'm digging around for the box of tissues and they weren't there. And I was like, darn it, where the heck are they? So I thought, well, you're so wacky. Maybe you put them under the kitchen sink, you know? So I look under the kitchen sink and I'm, I'm standing there like, this is impossible. I know I put these tissues under the, and I did a, a one quarter turn to the other, to the left. And there was a box of tissues like within hand, arm's reach on a barstool. So now either a ghost came into my house and put those tissues on the stool Or I picked them up, put them on the stool, and because I'm so wound up, I didn't remember Mm -hmm. doing it. And I don't like that. I don't care to be in that position, you know. So I'll say that's, for me, that falls under inability to complete necessary tasks. You know, I can't even find a stinking box of tissues. Yeah,
0: lack of concentration (laughs) and exhaustion. Uh, Well, yeah, that's it. And. and they That's kind of go it. hand in hand and then ultimately you're gonna end up having health problems and both I mental and physical that. health problems. I mean I had my doctor tell me the other day, I mean I'm not I'm not gonna gonna lie or deny or, or I I have no shame in my game. I have a mental health disorder and my doctor told me the other day and I told him what was going on with the kids and he told me I'm more worried about you taking you off this medication we're going to put you on this medication we're going to up this do- the dose of this medication so we can you know get you back on 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 easy street and i'm like i don't know if i'm ever going to get back on easy street i'm ready to kill somebody <laughs> so i have a lot of irritability i do have lack of concentration in don't conversations
1: <laughs> No, you just fall asleep because you're tired. <laughs> the leave the leave me alone one kills me because that's that's a classic here. Oh yeah, I'll, my and-
0: phone my phone will ring and I'll be like and I'll be like, why the hell do I want to answer this phone? I don't want to talk to that person, but then I still I pick up the phone and talk.
1: <laughs> so sorry, I was monitoring kitchen noise. That's okay. Uh, um, yeah. So, I think we we both have indicators of uh caregiver burnout. Yeah. so this article suggested some things here. I don't know if they would help everyone stop everything you're doing and find a quiet spot and write down things that make you happy. yeah
0: okay. eh. <laughs> I, I say I say that's a good that's 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 a good coping skill. However, I can't ever find a quiet spot in my house. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, my I, I, I've got to be honest. My kids are, are relatively okay. They pretty much can entertain themselves. My quiet spot, I go outside. You know, I'll be outside for two to five minutes. Or I'm sure if I went into my bedroom and closed and locked the door, they wouldn't bother me. Because I... <laughs> because I know that one time something had, I can't remember what had happened and I was calling Garrett's name and he totally did not care. <laughs> I was like I could have fallen down the stairs and hurt myself and neither of you kids responded to me calling you. That is just sad. <laughs> so but I can find, I, I, I do have the ability to find a quiet spot and write things down that make me happy but I would never think of that. <clears throat> turn uh, my thing is the the second no not the second one down the second one down yeah turn things over to someone else my thing is where who's my someone else I don't have a someone else to turn it over to and I know that you I'm not sure Pam are you there
1: I am but I was on mute Oh, you were! Oh. I'm rambling away on mute. See, lack of concentration. Let's see, I'm <laughs> having a little tete a tete with myself. <laughs> um, yeah, turn things over to someone else. Like I said, that's that's nice if you have that. Uh, have that option. option. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a well. I I suppose if I
0: really really needed it, and I try very hard not to overburden my father. If I really, really needed some time to myself, I most certainly could call my father and say, hey, Dad, I need to go to the grocery store. I can't take the kids with me. Do you mind watching them? And he'd be like, bring them on up. You know, because every Tuesday night he watches them and every Saturday morning he watches them. Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights, so I can go to my meeting, and so I can go to a meeting and then... Also on Saturday morning so I could go to my Weight Watchers meeting. So, you know,
1: I do have someone
0: else that I can rely on, but I try not to overburden him because, you know, that wouldn't be fair to him. (laughs) In fact, he called me this morning and was like, are you going to your Weight Watchers meeting it's. I had gone. I left the house to go. I was going gonna go fishing, and I said, "Oh darn, uh, Erica has her Weight Watchers meeting. I better go home." And then he calls me by because I'm usually there by like ten after nine, and it's like nine twenty, and he's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm in New Jersey. I forgot to call you, Dad. Sorry. Go fishing."
1: <laughs> so, but
0: the next one says, "Make sure you get enough
1: rest." Joey has joined me in the bedroom here. Uh, so, so much for peace and quiet. Make sure you get enough rest. I don't have any problems sleeping, usually. I mean, when I'm out, I'm like dead to the world. Yeah, I'm me goner, too. You know. And I,
0: may, I go to bed. I go to bed before my, even, my daughter even goes to bed. I mean, I stay up awake until she has to go to bed or go to her bedroom. But I go into my bedroom at the same time, Garrett goes into my bedroom, but we'll talk more about that one later.
1: <laughs> and what's the next one? Takes things as they come. Take things as
0: they come. It's all you can do. Yeah. You can only take it one day at a time, sometimes one minute at a time. You know, you can you can only do it because they're very unpredictable. You know, things are unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. So you can only take take it as it comes.
1: I said so much for my piece in here. Let things go if you're too weary to do them. I agree with that because if just forget about the laundry, you know, forget about mm-hmm. the dishes. They'll be there tomorrow. You know, they're not going to multiply in the laundry basket or what have you. It'll still be the same. Just forget about it. Sometimes you have to do that. Yeah, you're just too torn and too going in too many directions, and take long, slow breaths. Well, yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah take some it's kind of like meditating you know we do it with Garrett and I know I've talked about this before on the podcast we do that what's called four square breathing where you breathe in slowly while counting to four and then you hold it for four second you know hold it counting to four then you breathe out counting to four in your head of course counting to four then you stop rest for four then you do it over again until you until you've calmed yourself down I do it. I tell him to do his four-square breathing. I'm doing my four-square breathing. (laughs) I, I count backwards. Yeah. Silently. Yep. And the next one was keep things in perspective.
1: So. But... You can go down the list because I have an audience I know. now and it's getting kinda I know. rowdy in That's here. That's
0: okay. That's okay. No, you can't make life perfect for the one you care for. You recognize you can't do everything. Realize things will not always work out the way you'd like for them to. Let things go that don't need to be held on to. And defin number the last one on the list, which is uh the probably the most important one which is don't lose sight of your blessings.
1: It's true. It's just that everybody needs to be reminded of that. We we all forget. You know, and it ta- usually it takes something to see something worse for it to hit you in the face and say, okay, you know, I, I hate that saying could be worse but sometimes that's what it takes.
0: Yeah. I usually say, okay, you know, it could, yeah, I say it could be worse. I could have Two children that weren't as high fu- as high functioning as my children are. It could be worse. Maybe I didn't get them the if I hadn't gotten them the early intervention services, they might be worse. So Garrett has accidents in his pants. It could be worse. <laughs> you know, he could be dying. You know, it could be a whole myriad of things. But I thought we'd move on to our news stories. What do you think, Pam? Okay, I'm just I'm listening. Okay, I'm listening to you. You go first. No problem. I I like I kind of tend to lean towards the news stories that have some sort of medical news behind it. And this one is entitled New Genes Discovered That Contribute to Autism Linked to Psychiatric Disorders. Well, that's kind of like, to me, a no-brainer, but it says a new approach to investigating hard-to-find chromosomal abnormalities has identified 33 genes associated with autism and related disorders, 22 for the first time. Several of these genes also appear to be altered in different ways in individuals with psychiatric disorders, such as schizophrenia, symptoms of which which may begin in adolescence or adulthood. Results of the study by a multi-institutional research team will appear in the April 27th issue of Cell. Cell and have been released online. By sequencing the genomes of, gr- of a group of children with neurodevelopmental abnormalities, including autism, who were also known to have abnormal chromosomes, we identified the precise points where the DNA strands are disrupted and segments exchanged within or between chromosomes. As a result, we were able to discover a series of genes that have a strong individual impact on these disorders. Now, I'm not going to read the entire story or news story, but I think that's pretty interesting and I wonder wonder if they've done enough research where they are able to, you know, how they do during pregnancies, those testing to see if there's something wrong with the child, if they have whatever disorder. I'm wondering if they'll be able to, after all of this research, be able to identify whether or not the child is going to end up with autism. That would be rather interesting, I think. That is interesting. It is. I'll have to read that. And then the other one I found, it's called Half Siblings Provide Genetic Clues to Autism. When a child has autism, siblings are also at risk for the disorder. Okay. Both my children are on the spectrum. Thought that was interesting. New research from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis shows that the genetic reach of the disorder often extends to half siblings as well. On the surface, the finding may not be surprising. Half-siblings share about 25% of their genes, but the discovery is giving scientists new clues to how autism is inherited. The study is published online in the journal Molecular Psychiatry. According to principal investigator John N. Constantino, M.D., The new research adds to recent evidence that even though autism is far more common in males, females can still inherit and pass along genetic risks for autism. I found that interesting because Cassidy and Garrett do have half-siblings. They have four older half-siblings. Now, I don't know. I mean, I know uh, their older sister pretty well. um, And I know... They're her their three older brothers. I don't know them that well, but I, I don't see any autism in them or any autism traits. Uh, but it says here in fifteen to twenty percent of children with autism, it appears that genetic problems aren't inherited; rather, that genes become altered in sperm cells, egg cells, or in developing em- the developing embryo. But um, I don't I. I kind of, I found it interesting because it said, you know, they share 25% of their genes. So it could possibly, they might be carriers, you know, it might skip them and then they're carrying it and their child or their children might have the disorder. So, and I know know their older daughter, their older sister has a child that she was having difficulty with and I said to her, I said, have you had him tested for autism because he sounds like he might be on the spectrum and the doctor said he was ADHD or ADD but you know, so there,
1: that's pretty much it I tend to agree with that because see if I can encapsulate this my mom's sister her children My cousin, I guess, a young lady. And the one time I met her and spent time with her, I could just basically describe her as different, uh, antisocial, withdrawn, not not outgoing, you know, just different. Something just different about her. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think, I never thought about it. I never thought about it. Until, you know, I had to deal with this in my own life. And then I thought back and I remembered my mom telling me, oh, yeah, when she was little, she used to just sit on the sofa and rock and rock and rock and rock. And, you know, when somebody tells you this 30 years ago before it enters your own life, it you know, doesn't mean anything to you. But then when you start putting two and two together, you mm-hmm. know, so that was my aunt's child. So I'm of the opinion that. It skipped that generation, my generation, and went on to my descendants. So I'd, I'd be curious to see how my cousin's children turned out. Well, see, now in my family, my my mother just says
0: that my brother was a late talker. He didn't talk till he was like four, almost five. But then she also says it's because my sister and I talked for him. <laughs> Until one day he said, "You know, I could talk for myself, but I was like, you know, late, late talker. That's just, that's an indication of something going on." And he did have difficulty academically in school, but I'm not saying my my brother's on the autism spectrum by any any stretch of the imagination now. But you know, back then that would have you know. Nowadays, if he was. If my mother had him now, that would be a a red flag. No?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you'd have to have more more than that one criteria to... Exactly. ...to DX him.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: But anyway, you have a couple stories? Yeah, they're not real earth-shattering, but I was pleased to see that the young man who was responsible for... And I'm really going to mess it up, but winning a basketball, I think it was college basketball game Uh, or maybe it was high school basketball. That's how bad I am with like three shots, you know, in succession that won the base, the basketball game or whatever. And he became a viral sensation, you know, on TV and in the news and everything. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, Jason, Jason McIlwain. But I think they called him J-Mac. Yeah. And he went on to meet. I guess it was President Bush and his wife, and, you know, it became quite a celebrity. Um, St. Joe's University, which I believe is in the Philadelphia area, invited him to be a speaker for Autism Awareness Month. So I thought that was really nice. It's a nice little article about that. That's awesome. And it's really awesome. And in between coughs here, uh, this article is about dogs and autism article about the role service dogs play in autism, our local, and it mentions our lo- our local service dog trainer here in, in the Harrisburg area, Susquehanna Service Dogs, uh, which I found very nice that they got a mention in there. And it gives a good description of how a service dog functions, how much it costs to train them, uh, you know, all that's involved, what they actually do for the child. So it's a really good, really good article. Awesome. I assume you're choking over there, Pam. I am Just, slightly. We're like I said, we're all we really, sick. Really sick. I thought I was gonna get away away with it, but I guess not. So like I said in my commentary here, poor Joey missed the Special Olympics due to bad cough and cold and have to wait till next year to run the chicken race, which we had we had a strategy down for that, but we didn't get to implement it. Aww. Um Despite the behaviors that linger and drive me nuts, I, I can honestly say I see a yearly progression in his speech ability. Sometimes if he's just telling me about something or explaining something he wants, I, I kind of stand in awe just for, for a second and think back how it was in the old days when, when he wasn't even that fluent. you know. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I've been told by a lady in our school system, shall we say, that Joey ritualizes everything. And I didn't want to agree, but I can see this in many instances the closer I look. Example, a current computer game that he is quote-unquote obsessing over this month, every time he gets to a certain part in the program, he he says it is stuck. And I guess we'll have to start over again. And the kicker is it really isn't stuck. It isn't. He's just created this ritual of saying so. <sighs> yeah. Because yeah. believe me, I've watched it 42,000 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped counting a long time ago. And this time of year, it's lawn care time again, and Joey loves to use the um, the zero-turn lawn tractor that we have to mow our three acres of grass, and it's really amazing. He never misses a spot, he, and he, <laughs> He makes it appear effortless, whereas if I was on there, I'd be a nervous wreck, you know, (laughs) thinking I'm going to hit a bump or or run over a twig or something. He's just cruising along and has his little pattern and, you know, does a great job. Um, So I'm thinking, trying to think like Temple Temple Grandin said, find a a talent and what's the word I'm looking for? And build on it. Yeah, make that into an employment skill. So maybe, worst case, we could start our own you know, landscaping business, and cool. as always, he loves animals. And his teacher turned him on to our Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection website to watch something they called the Falcon Cam, and cool. it's a live it's a live webcam that shows a falcon nest with mom and babies. And he watched that almost all day in school the other day. Awesome! He- yeah, he also likes the live cams from the Bronx Zoo, and we're going through a lot of sensory. Ugh, don't touch me. Moments like trying to brush his hair off his forehead or fixing the, you know, the the hood on his hoodie or something, results in a "Don't touch mine" comment. You know, don't touch me. Don't touch me. You know. So, it's it's been a long week. Everybody's kind of dragging. I hope the weather stabilizes and either kills the germs or creates different ones because everybody's everybody's pretty much had it with this cold. Yeah. So, how was your week? Well, Cassidy and Garrett had the week off from school. <laughs>
0: anyway, they were pretty happy or content about it. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> we, de- I decided because, you know, I go to the gym. You know, I'm a gym rat. You know, while they're at school, I'm going to the gym every morning. And instead of going to the gym or asking somebody to watch them so I could go to the gym, I kind of felt like that's kind of selfish. But so we had outings to the park to get some exercise. Now, on the first trip, Garrett complained the entire car ride to the park before going for the walk, saying that he didn't want to go. But he did it with minimal complaints once we got there. The only issue he had was not making it to the porta potty. Um, he's like, I've got to go to the bathroom. I've got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, OK, we'll get o- we'll get off our little trail that we're walking on. And there's the porta potties. Go ahead. Run. Go. You don't have to wait for me. Just go run. Go to the bathroom. He's like, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. We get there. He gets in the porta potty. The door wasn't closed. He's like, Mom, close the door. And then he comes out. He has wet pants on. I'm like, you're in the porta potty. How come you didn't go? I wet my pants before I could get them down. I'm like, oh, great. And I'm a mean mom. I made him walk the rest of the trail in wet pants (laughs) until we were done. I'm like, Okay, now we can go home and part of it was i didn't want him to get in wet pants and sit in his his car seat and get the car seat all wet but the next day he was better about going for the walk we walked every day um he's been telling me but garrett's been telling me to shut up calling me names and hitting me again when upset so we're gonna have to work on that in therapy thank god he doesn't hit that hard though I still can't get him out of the... Oh, another thing is I still can't get him out of the mindset that every time we go somewhere or go to the store that he's going to get something. (laughs) Um, Toilet training is still a big issue, though this week I was able to get him to at least try and sit on the toilet. Um, See, it worked. Okay, it's a start, so keep it up. Yep. He's still soiling his pants, but at least he's trying. Um, I'm with the toileting issue. I made a contract with him that if he keeps himself clean with no soiling of his pants and uses the toilet, that I will buy him something that he wants. Of course, he wants it now. I've had to reinforce with him that he's not getting it now by saying no to him. Every time we go to the store, I gave him a measurable and an obtainable goal of two weeks. I thought about putting prizes on the back of the toilet, but know that if I did that, he would take all of the prizes as soon as they were there. Um, Cassidy's is still in preteen mode, which I think is normal. Um, They both have toilet mouths. I hear them. I'm not in the room. I can, and I'm in the other room. I hear them using profanity all the time. (laughs) They drop the f-bomb. You know, (laughs) I'm like, where'd they learn that from? Not me. Thank God no. it's not just my place. Okay. No, nope, they learned it from me. Uh, um, Cassidy's still obsessing about washing her hands all the time. And I'm not sure if it, this can be considered a stim behavior or just that she's a germaphobe. Um, she's obsessed with anime still and she's drawing and she's a pretty good artist. She loves to draw. Um, pretty much we had a staycation for the most part. Um mm-hmm and uh this weekend they fought with me about going to their father's house cuz usually they go on saturday mornings in after my weight watchers meeting and they stay till sunday afternoon well i said to them you're go you know you're going with your father on friday they fought with me about it but i said I- i'm not sure why they fight with me every time they have to go to their father's house and it's probably something i should look into But uh, I'm thinking it's because he doesn't have all of the electronics that I have at my house because they're junkies for video games and Netflix and they have their netbooks and they have, you know, their their little game, handheld game systems. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't even have cable. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He has nothing. He has no Internet. He has a computer, but he has no Internet. He has no cable. He has no um, PlayStation 3, PlayStation um, Wii, or anything. He has nothing. He's got a DVD player and a TV and an an antenna for the TV. So they hate it. They hate it there. (laughs) Um, Cassidy's having a hard time sleeping, and Garrett still thinks that my bed is his bed. It's been a long time since he slept in his own bed and I really have to start working on it because he comes in and he'll go, he'll get in my bed and he'll go, don't touch me. I'm getting too old for cuddling. I'm like, are you serious? You're in my bed. You don't want me to touch you. You're too old for cuddling, but you won't sleep in your own bed. And he goes, well, it creeps me out sleeping in my own bed. I'm like, are you serious? It creeps you out. Why does it creep you out? I don't know. I'm afraid of the dark. I said, well, guess what? Mommy's afraid of the dark, too, but I don't need a teddy bear to sleep with. (laughs) And he's like, but I like sleeping with you. Mom, you can touch me now. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Because I told him one day, I said, if you don't want me to touch you, then get out of my bed and go upstairs. I said, get out of my bed. But. We're working on it. it it'll get done he'll be sleeping in back in his own bed soon um some of his um, some of his aggressive behaviors are calming down, but I still have to work on it every day with him because he's now starting to act out towards me as I already said um, if I reprimand him, he tells me I don't care and then he grunts he grunts at me a lot <sighs> and he's always telling me he's sorry that I don't have the money to buy him the evil webkins. He actually heard me call them evil webkins. So now he says, Mom, I'm sorry you won't buy me the evil
1: webkins. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you don't like the evil webkins. I'm like, it's okay, Garrett. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry about that. So the con that's what one of the contract di- the contract for the toileting issue is is hey you do this for two weeks i'll buy you one of those evil webkins you know or i'll buy you he wanted this thing called gogo's gold and they're these little action figures and i said it's 13 dollars on mommy doesn't have that kind of money i'm not buying you a toy for 13 dollars that you're only going to play with for five minutes and then forget about it how much does a webkins cost um, it depends on what size you get, a little, kin and where you go. Like at Target, they had the littlekins, which are smaller. They had them at one time for three ninety nine. Um, usually, a littlekins at the Hallmark store costs like ten bucks. Um, at Walgreens, they cost ten bucks. At Walmart, they cost fifteen bucks. It depends on where you go. But he has like 35 of them he doesn't need anymore. <laughs> oh, my. He's got a lot of them. And then last week he got angry because I didn't get him at anything at the store. And he has has uh, one that is a turtle. And he had it in the back of the car. And the it had a little rip in the leg. He decided, I'm going to rip the leg off. I said, okay, you're going to rip the leg off of one of your Webkins. You're not getting any more. Forget it. Forget about it. You better pick something else that you're going to get for a prize in two weeks. If you make it the two weeks. So, but anyway, Pam, I'd like to thank you for being on the show. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm I'm here. I'm just not. That's okay. You're not feeling well and. Real great know, today. That's okay. Kind of hanging in there
0: with that's my hard. caregiver
1: burnout. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe we'll get some answers to, uh, you know the question that I posed at the beginning of the podcast. But anyway, you can check us out on our website at autismwarriors.com. Our Facebook is f- facebook.com backslash autismwarriors. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. We welcome any comments or suggestions or questions, concerns at that email address. We're here live every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. Our Twitter is Say It Prods, and thank you for listening to the Autism Warriors podcast.